welcome to Baby Steps, a podcast series brought to you by Jenea, intended for healthcare professionals. I'm Dr Sam Hay, and in this podcast series, we're exploring the best ways to support patients who are struggling to have a baby. For many couples who are considering fertility treatments, it's not just about falling pregnant, it's about having a family. For some, that might be one baby. For others, it's a whole tribe. In today's episode, Diverse Patients, One Goal, we're taking a sneak peek at the science behind creating a family. We'll talk about Janae's key philosophy, one cycle, one family, which aims to maximise a patient's chance of a family in the least number of cycles possible. We'll also take a look inside a lab and find out just what makes Janae different. With me today online is Dr Kate McElwain, a fertility specialist, and in the studio, Dr Dan Morgan, an embryologist. Welcome to you both. Hi, Sam. How are you going? Hi, Sam. How are you? Good, thank you. So, Dr McElwain, I'm going to start with you. What sort of patients do you see in your fertility clinic? Well, I see a diverse range of patients in my fertility practice, uh, Sam. Um, For example, they present with a a wide range of fertility issues such as endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, unexplained infertility. Some couples come in with male factor infertility, for example, a previous vasectomy or unsuccessful vasectomy reversal. I'll see single women um, wishing to preserve their fertility options, such as freezing their eggs, or single women who are ready to have a baby using donor sperm. Uh, I'll also see uh, same-gender women uh, in a same-gender relationship and wishing to have a, a family together with donor sperm as well. So a wide, a wide range of patients with different fertility problems and also a diverse range of ages as well. So not just older patients, patients of all ages and ethnicity. And you're finding that everybody needs to go on and have IVF? Uh, Absolutely not, Sam. So, um, in fact, 50% of patients who present to our fertility clinic don't require IVF. Uh, We offer a wide range of fertility uh, treatments for patients, including cycle tracking, um, advice on conception, um, assistance with ovulation induction, intrauterine insemination, right through to IVF with ICSI and prenatal genetic screening if the couple requires that. So you're more looking at fertility support for, for, for the patients and then IVF is just one strategy you've got. Well, that's right, yeah. We, we offer the, the whole range of treatments and support patients through their journey. So, Kate, I've heard about this one cycle, one family philosophy that Janaya has. Can you explain a bit more about that? Sure. The One Cycle, One Family uh, is a philosophy that we work to pro- uh, work towards providing all our patients at Jenea. Uh, so essentially it's to maximise a patient's chance of achieving a family of their desired family size in the least number of cycles possible. Uh, so that involves using the, the fresh embryos, but also the frozen um, blastocysts from their cycles that they've already done. Uh, and that uh, essentially reduces the impact of fertility treatment on patients, um, both physically, emotionally and financially. So it, it's really it's really an aim to enable patients to achieve their family in the least number of cycles possible. And is that a unique um, philosophy for yourself and for Janaya? 
Well, I think so. And it all comes down to the quality of the embryos. So by using our technology to create high quality blastocysts and also using our technology um, to freeze embryos um, that um, facilitates um, a high success rate, uh, which um, plays into that philosophy. Um, we don't want patients to do cycle after cycle after cycle and, you know, go down this really long pathway to achieve their family. Um, we believe in, you know, targeting treatment to the patients and, and giving them the best quality to make the journey um, uh, as easy as possible. So why do you feel that the choice of clinic is so important for patients when it comes to that initial referral? Well, I think it's really important to um, provide a, a clinic experience for patients that supports them through their fertility journey. Um, it's very important to have a competitive quality clinic with high success rates, but a clinic that puts patients at the forefront with a team approach, uh, friendly environment um, and personalised treatment plans so that patients can feel comfortable with their treatment and, in, and also in control of their treatment as well. Um, interestingly, eight out of 10 of patients uh, surveyed who started treatment elsewhere wish they had come to Jenea first. Right. And, and what, do you, what do you get out of the, the team-based approach? So as the fertility specialist, how does that best support you? I think it's really important to um, work as part of a team uh, and to have each other's backs uh, for, for both a positive and supportive work environment, but it also translates into what you're offering the patient and the, the vibe of the clinic for patients coming through as well. So I feel in our Melbourne clinic um, in Heidelberg that the Janaya team's a really solid team. Uh, we've got two doctors here, two fertility specialists. We have three nurses, three scientists, a counsellor uh, and two admin support staff and a clinic manager. And we're a very tight-knit team and I feel that um, it helps provide emotional support to patients coming through as well um, when they see us all working together um, to provide them with, you know, the best care um, that we can. Great. So the, why, as a GP, I see the fertility specialist setting, in, setting up a treatment plan for, for that patient. But with us today, Dr Morgan, you're an embryologist. Where do you fit into the, all of this? So I guess my primary role as an embryologist is is delivering uh, that science and Janae's world leading science to to the patients. That's our primary role. Um, but certainly, there's there's a lot of components to delivering that science. But uh, as we were talking earlier, one of the one of the other components is actually helping patients understand their infertility and the science behind their infertility. Yep. So do you directly? sit down with the patient, talk to them face-to-face? -face? Yeah, we do. So we, we talk to the patient. We have at least six points of contact um, with, the, with the patient during their journey. Uh, we talk to them both before and after the egg collection. Um, and we're actually, during, we're actually in the egg collection as well uh, during that procedure. So you're in the room? Yeah, yeah. So, and, that, and that's part of the reason that we go and have a chat with the patient first is so that it's not another unfamiliar face yeah. in what is quite a vulnerable um, situation for most patients at Janelle who are awake during that procedure. Does that change the experience for you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I still I still remember the very first egg collection I went into as a as a scientist, a very young scientist, uh, ten years ago, uh, and yeah, I think getting to know the patients as as a person. I mean, and it's it's limited how much you can do that in yeah. the short time that we have with them. But uh, you, you, yeah, having having that, I guess that consistent contact with them over that five or six days um, from the from 
prior to the egg collection right through to after their embryo transfer, um, you do get invested in, the, in that journey that the patients go on. Uh, and you find that often the scientists will actually want to have as many of those points of contact uh, with, with each individual patient so that, you know, the patient isn't seeing or hearing six different voices or seeing six different faces um, at each of those points of contact. You know, I, I think of this as a very laboratory-based white light lab coats type environment. How do you soften it for the patient? I think a key a key part of it is communication. Um, and uh, we, we were just talking before, you know, uh, I think for me one of the skills that makes, that sets an embryologist apart from, let's say, a pathology scientist um, is, is the fact that we do need to communicate with patients on a very regular basis. So, you know, at, in our in our Sydney clinic, we have just a door between the laboratory and the day surgery, and on the laboratory side of that door, uh, we need to be very analytical, very process driven, very objective. Uh, and then when we walk through the other do- walk through that door to day surgery, we need to take I guess take all of that information and be very compassionate, empathetic, and and explain that information to our patients in a way that's accessible to them, that means something to them. Um, and sometimes that's good news, sometimes that's bad news. And, and understanding, I guess for me, understanding what it is that the, you know, what it is that the patient wants to hear and, and giving, giving them that information as quickly as we can, whether or not that's good or bad news. You know, fertility medicine, very specialised. A question perhaps for both of you. Um, Dr. McElwain, why did you get into fertility medicine? I was always interested in fertility medicine as part of my OBS and gynae training and you don't get a lot of training in fertility as such um, at an undergraduate level. Um, So I sort of followed it through. I guess my mentor um, was Gab Kovacs, uh, one of the pioneers of IVF and I was his senior registrar at Box Hill Hospital uh, in the sort of mid-2000s and uh, had the opportunity um, to sit in with him and, and learn from him. Um, I'm also an endosurgeon, so I specialise in endometriosis. And um, a lot of our patients who have endometriosis also have fertility issues. So I could see a big overlap between fertility and gynaecology. And I wanted to sort of marry those skills, um, that skill set together to assist patients with their fertility whilst also helping them with there are other gynae issues as well and and I love it I mean it's it's such a diverse um, uh, career path um, I love the patients that come in the challenges that they're faced with um, you, you see a lot of patients that have had sad stories recurrent miscarriages um, and just getting that result for them seeing their baby um, when they have their baby um, you, you, you can't beat it. So it's it's just something that I've been inspired by for a long time and I love the people I work with and um, I, I feel like I'm not coming to work. I, I just enjoy the challenges that each day brings. Every day is different as well. Oh, brilliant. And Dr Morgan, yourself, embryology, that's a, an uber-specialised part of science. How, how did you get into that? For me, it was all about the people. Um, so I guess I took the long road to becoming an embryologist. So I did a, did a degree in, in molecular biology uh, and then I went the full nerd and did a PhD in epigenetics. And I think that's where my, my interest in early and pre-implantation development came from. Um, but it was, it was pretty clear to me, probably about halfway through my PhD, that, that academic research wasn't for me. Um, and, but at the same time, I didn't want to discard the science that I'd spent the last eight years learning. Um, 
and and I wanted something that I guess had a bit more interaction with people. Uh, so IVF seemed seemed like a seemed like a good fit. Um, certainly, the patients is, is the is the driver, but the people that we work with at Janae um, are such a special group of people. Um, the nurses, the fertility specialists, um, the counsellors, the, the nurse coordinators, uh, the scientists. It, it, it exactly like um, Dr. McElwain said. You know, you don't feel like you're coming to work. Um, you, you're coming to, I guess, coming to a team environment where we're trying to all trying to achieve the same thing for our patients. Have you got any idea how many babies you've been involved with? Have no idea. <laughs> um, it's it's a good question, um, but I guess I guess as an embryologist, you have so many different touch points. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I guess I'm I'm very fortunate where I've got an international component to my role as well, and do a lot of teaching and training mm-hmm. of embryologists that come from all over the world. So um, I hope that they take away something, you know, and some of the some of the principles that we teach them uh, that we do at Janea. So you know, hopefully indirectly, it's been thousands, tens of thousands. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> And you're obviously heavily involved in that laboratory side of things and Janaya has had a lot of development with regard to technology. What do you think sets them apart? I, I think it's it's a culture that's been established um, right from day one um, from, you know, Professor Rob Jansen who, who founded Sydney IVF back in 1986. Um, he established that culture right from day one and, and Ever since that time, we, we've always invested um, quite a significant amount of our um, revenue back into to research and development, um, and that hasn't changed in in thirty four years. That hasn't changed. So, and, and I think that's a big part of the reason why. I mean, Janae's technologies are used at last count. It's probably increased now, but at last count, it's. Um, used in in about six hundred clinics around the world in right. sixty different countries worldwide, yeah. and. Our best estimate is that we've, uh, through those technologies, that we've we've had a hand in bringing over a million babies into the world. Wow, that's a lot. So I think, and, and I th- like I said, I think it's a culture that uh, has certainly been started a long time ago and has, has continued to be driven by, I guess, by employing the right people um, and, and that innovative mindset. Um, but also it has to, has to come from the very top where that, that those funds and that revenue is available um, to, to develop R&D. So tell me about the three Gs, Jerry, Gabby and Grow. So Jerry is our time-lapse incubator and the, the, I guess the cool thing about this incubator is that we're taking um, a photo of, of every single embryo every five minutes and we're doing that in 11 different focal planes. Wow. So we get a really comprehensive understanding and view of how the embryos are developing um, uh, you know, during the five or six days that they're in the lab. As, as a comparison, what we used to do before Jerry was we would look at the embryos on day one, yep. day three, day five and day six and we would take them out for ideally less than a minute and put, put them back in the incubator. Yep. So it was a very static um, view of a, a static assessment of the embryos as they develop whereas now we're getting, getting basically that snapshot every five minutes and we're getting it in all of those different focal planes um, and so we're starting to learn a lot more about embryo development. Yep. We're starting to understand some things that we that we basically that we've never seen before. We're starting to understand a lot more about what is normal, what is abnormal. Fantastic. And Gavi. So Gavi is uh, the is our automated vitrification or freezing instrument, um, and it's essentially a robot that freezes our embryos um, or the patient's embryos. And and the value of having a robot do that is it do, does it the same way every single time. And vitrification or freezing embryos is something that the the industry gold standard 
is actually quite variable and there's a lot of evidence to show that it is variable from scientist to scientist yep. based on training, skill, experience. Um, whereas Gavi, and we've actually got good evidence to show that it, that removes a significant amount of that um, human to human or scientist to scientist variation. Right. Um, and so it means that, that from a patient perspective, I know that my embryos are going to be treated exactly the same way regardless of who is, in, who's, who is coming into contact right. um, with the embryos. And Dr McElwain, there's another app, Grow. How do you see that works and how have you seen it influence the way you look after your patients? Yeah, well, it uh, really brings the experience to patients as to what's happening in the lab with their embryos. Um, you know, elsewhere patients may, you know, essentially be kept in the dark for five to six days until, you know, their um, results are given to them by the embryologists and they may get some some photos. But at Janaea, patients can actually tap into the Grow application. They can download it on their smartphone or their um, iPad, for example, and they can actually see uh, what's happening in the laboratory, how the embryos are developing. Um, they get support from the scientists as well, uh, so they're not left on their own to interpret what's happening and they um, get some still photos and some um video, uh, time-lapse photography, uh, video, little movies as well, so they can really see what's happening and um, it brings the experience to them. That is just fascinating. So they can literally log on and see their own embryo growing mm. in front of their eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's part, of, it's, part of the, it's part of the experience at Janaea. And Dr McElwain, you know, unfortunately some patients do struggle along the process and there are probably multiple opportunities that don't go as well as they want, but this extra information and guidance that Janaya offers, have you noticed that it become, it's become easier for you to look after those patients? Yeah, again, it's just having having that support, that supportive team around you to help manage uh, patients' expectations. And um, IVF's not always rosy. Uh, it can be quite a bumpy ride sometimes. Um, you know, patients describe it as an emotional roller coaster. So they do need the support. And that may be a more formal type of support, such as is offered by our in-house counsellors at Janaea. So um, they will um, be a, a resource for patients to tap into as as required, um, but also just the day-to-day support that patients are given from the nursing staff, from the embryologists, from the clinicians and from the admin staff as well. Um, we know our patients and I think that, you know, that helps to smooth out the bumps a bit. Um, you know, patients can have a chat to us, you know, as they're coming in for treatment or even if, if they just need to ask some questions, um, it, you know, we're a, a very approachable team and they can call through to the admin staff who'll, who'll know who to put them on to for their particular questions. Um, so I think having a supportive a supportive team is really important for the for the fertility journey for patients. Fantastic. So, Dr. McElwain, if I'm a I'm a GP and I'm trying to find a clinic somewhere to send my patients to, what are the sorts of things that I need to consider when I'm selecting that clinic for the patient? Well, I think you need to um, consider the quality of the clinic, the reputation of the clinic. Janae has been around for a long time and our results speak for themselves. Um, you need to consider the te- technology, the calibre of the technology used in the laboratory um, and the, the results, as I said. Um, the quality of the staff working in the clinic um, 
embryologist staff, doctors, nurses, etc. Um, the services that the clinic can provide for your patients, you know, not just IVF, but ovulation induction, donor sperm, cycle tracking, intrauterine insemination. What do we offer? Egg freezing, fertility preservation. Uh, and I think the most important thing um, when you're considering a fertility clinic for your patients is the reputation of the clinic and the feedback that you're getting about the clinic and about the clinicians from your patients and their friends and family. I, th I think word of mouth is really important um, when it comes to considering, you know, the, what might be the right clinic for your patients. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Dr. McElwain and uh, Dr. Morgan for joining us today. Thank you, Sam. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thanks again for joining us today on Baby Steps. I want to thank Dr. Kate McElwain and Dr. Dan Morgan for sharing their insight and experience. If you'd like more information about Jenea, you can visit our website, www.jenea.com forward slash HCP, where you can find a specialist for patient referrals and download resource kits and fact sheets. Or you can also call 1300 511 402 and speak to a Jenea representative. So thanks for listening and stay tuned to the next episode of Baby Steps, where we'll be taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of a Jenea clinic. And this will help you understand what patients can expect when they start their fertility journey with Jenea. See you then.